Welcome, everybody. This is Pastor Blair Blakesley here to Blair the good news of Jesus. Uh, excited to have you here as, as usual, and just thankful that you, that you uh, invest your time into hearing uh, a message about Christ and about uh, God's love for us and his call on our lives to just exemplify uh, his son in, in being able to touch and impact lives for the Lord. Uh, I just want to say uh, that uh, today's topic as we're going through the 40-day devotional challenge is being thankful for the church. So today we're going to talk about the church and just how there's so much stuff going on in the church today. Uh, we're different ministries focusing on every age, newborns right up through the senior citizens and and I'm just looking back on my own life of, of different things that have happened um, through the different ministries. And, and I'm just going to share some of the things that I'm thankful for. But before I get started too, too much, uh, my one daughter got me an early Father's Day gift because she's going to be gone. Her and her husband, well, and the two kids are going to be gone over uh, Father's Day, which is this coming weekend. But the, the boys, the three boys play well this is my one daughter's child and this is my other daughter's two kids two boys so all three of them play on the same team for baseball I guess you can call it t-ball and it says greatest pop papa that's what they call me is papa they're awesome so I just want to say hey I'm thankful to my daughter and thankful actually I'm thankful for both daughters but I'm thankful for the shirt that she got me and uh, just the love that she shows and my other daughter does too, but right now she hasn't shown that love because she hasn't given me a gift yet, but I'm sure she'll give me a card or something, which I'm thankful for. So anyways, we're talking about that, but I want to just share a story about something that I was thankful for as a kid, and uh, maybe some of you heard this, I, I, I don't know, but I've shared it before, but when I was young, I had a Captain, a Captain America doll, well, actually a Captain America action figure. It wasn't a doll. It was an action figure. And that was my favorite uh, action figure. And we had the Johnny West um, Western guys that we played with, but Captain America was by far my favorite. And, and those, those back in the days, those were the arms that rotated like this, you know, and uh, you can make the elbow bend and that sort of thing. On a particular day, I don't know how it happened, but the arm twisted off. And the arm, when it goes into the socket of the action figure, there's a hook that's on a spring. I mean, it's a, it was a heavy duty spring. The, it would hook on this round, like the arm had a, on the socket had a, a round, metal thing stuck there stuck out and the hook would go into that arm and it just kept it tight in so it couldn't come off i don't know what happened but it popped off and i'm fighting to try and get it get it back together i'm getting pliers i'm trying to pull it out and i can pull it out a little ways but i couldn't get it far enough and i needed more than two hands and and then the pliers is in the way to get the arm hooked back on. So when my dad got back from work and after supper, I was like, dad, could you help me? And he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll help you. So he's struggling and he can get the pliers on there and get it out, out of the, the hook, out of the, uh, the body. But the pliers were in the way, so he couldn't hook it, the arm onto it. 
And so he was pulling it and I'm holding the action figure and he reaches his finger there trying and get a, a different, try and hold the hook, pull the hook out with his finger. So to get a, get a, the hook exposed. And when he did it, it snapped back and it snapped back hard. And it, it ripped uh, some of the skin right off from his finger and it was bleeding. And he went to the bathroom and I could, you know, I could see him down there in the bathroom, washing it off with water, getting a bandaid out. And now it was late and it was time for bed. And I was just so bummed and went upstairs and, you know, went to bed and just thought, oh, this how sad that was. Like, oh, I really wanted this action figure, Captain America back together and that sort of thing. So in the morning when I woke up, lo and behold, on the footboard, of my bed was Captain America hooked with his arms hooked in front of the footboard, his body behind the, the back of the, the footboard and intact. I mean, totally both arms intact. And I was so excited. I mean, just so excited. My dad's downstairs. I grabbed Captain America and I ran downstairs and I ran towards my dad and I jumped up and, and, and thanked his uncle. Dad, thank you so much for fixing Captain America. Um, I'm glad that you sacrificed your finger for me. I didn't say that, but but was just so full of joy and, and excitement for what my dad did for me to get Captain America back together again. And, and when I'm thinking about the church, I mean, God has called the church to be a minister of the gospel, not just preaching gospel, but a minister of the gospel through our actions in touching people's lives impacting people's lives, encouraging people, doing uh, good things, meeting needs, and that sort of thing. Investing, we're to invest our lives into the lives of others. And when we do that, we're going to impact them. They, they may never come to accept Jesus as their savior, but we need to show them the love of Jesus. And that's what we're called to do as individuals, but also corporately as a church. We should all be like involved in a church somewhere where we are loving people. And, and we who have been impacted by the church should be individuals that are going, wow, I'm, I'm really thankful. I, I mean, and to say thank you to the, the leader of the children's ministry or the youth ministry or the adult ministry or the senior, senior ministry or whatever, we should be saying thank you. Now, God, has, you know, God asks us to do things without the expectation of a thank you. We should, that should be our attitude. Hey, I want to do this. But we who are a recipient, who are being impacted by someone who's doing it without wanting to be thanked at all, we should still thank them. We should thank them to let them know. Because I'll tell you, when you thank somebody, you encourage them. They're like, wow, it, this, is, this is great. Wow, that, this feels really good. I, I want to do more of this, you know? So, so when I'm looking... Uh, Today's passage reading is in Luke 17, verses 11 through 19. And, and in verse 11, we see that Jesus is traveling to Jerusalem. And he's on the border of um, Samaria and Galilee. Now, Samaria was a, the people that hated Jews. Jesus is a Jew. And Jews hated Samaritans. They were like the half-breeds. It was like, like today, you would say, you would say if you were disrespectful because that's what they were called was happy 
like if an African-American and a white person gets married, all right, and then they have a child, that would be in, in Jesus' day, they, that person would be a Samaritan, and they would be disliked because they were of the wrong race, which is bad, okay? Um, but that's that's the way it was, and the Jews hated him. But here's Jesus. He's, he's walking on the border of Samaria for a purpose. Uh, he's, he's not doing it to antagonize the Samaritans, like, oh, you're a Samaritan. We hate you. He's, he's there for a purpose, to fulfill a purpose. And, and he's not there to, like, oh, I, had to, I was forced to take this road. Yeah, I didn't want to take this road, but I was forced to. You know, that, that's not why. Jesus purposely walked this road because he wanted to be at this location for a reason. And as he's traveling, it says, uh, verses 12, 13, it says, during this journey, he comes across 10 men who had leprosy. Now, leprosy is a, is a skin disease. And if somebody had leprosy back in the Bible, they were to be isolated. They were to isolate themselves from people. And if, and if they saw someone coming towards them, they were supposed to yell, um, you know, I'm a leper, I'm a leper. So the people know, oh boy, okay, we can't, we can't get near you because you have this skin disease and we don't want to catch it and blah, blah, blah. So, but Jesus, he's walking and as, as he's coming along the path there, there's 10 lepers and they yell out to Jesus, have mercy, have mercy on us, verse 13. He stood at a distance, which was what they were supposed to do, and yelled out, Jesus, please have mercy on us. And Jesus does have mercy on them because he loves them. He loves them. And it says, uh, verse 14, he says, go show yourself to the priest. Now you're going, what's that have to do with love? Go show yourself to the priest. Well, back in Levitical law, if you, were, if you had leprosy, you would go to the priest if you thought you were healed. If you thought the leprosy was scabbed over and was in the healing process, that wouldn't be contagious anymore or, or just, just downright went away completely. You're supposed to go to the priest. And the priest will look at you and go, oh, well, now there's still some spots here. Uh, keep staying isolated. Or, hey, yeah, you're, you're fine. You can now go out in public and be with the people and blah, blah, blah. So Jesus is go yourself to the priest. Go show yourself to the priest because that was his way of saying you're going to be healed. I'm going to heal you. And it says uh, they went by faith. Okay. They went this faith to see the priest and on their way, they were healed. And then it says one of them, after seeing he was healed, went back to Jesus while praising God in a loud voice. Can you imagine that? Like me getting excited over Captain America. I wasn't like, Praising my dad with a loud voice, but I was excited. I mean, I, I, I couldn't help but say, hey, dad, oh, thank you, dad. I love you, dad. I was saying, I love you. Oh, thank you, dad, and all this stuff. And, and this, is, this is this guy here who's healed, um, who went back, was praising God in a loud voice. In fact, it says in verse 16, he even threw himself at Jesus' feet. He was like so humbled by what Jesus did. He had to throw himself before the Lord in humility, in saying thank you to Jesus. And boy, what a, what a great role model that is for us. I mean, that should be that, our attitude. Like we should, should be able to go to somebody who's 
in the church who's had an impact in our lives and just humbly say, thank you. I mean, you don't have to go down to their feet and worship them or anything, but I mean, just humbly see them as someone that you want to honor above yourself so that you, you just go with that humble heart. Hey, I just want to say thank you for what you did for me, or thank you for what you did for my family or, or whatever the case may be. And, and what's interesting, and it goes on to say, um, the one who came back of the 10 that were healed, the one that came back was a Samaritan. All right, here's, here's a Samaritan supposed to hate a Jew, and here's a Jew that's supposed to hate a Samaritan, but that wasn't the case. Christ set an example for us. Listen, don't, don't look down on people's race or anything. You, you're told love everyone, love everyone. And, and that's what he did. And that was our role. That's a role model for us. We should, that should be us to, to the church, to the people within the church. Uh, growing up as a kid, we lived uh, near the farm of my grandpa's farm and my uncle. They both worked, worked at it. And whenever I stayed overnight at my grandma's or at my aunt and uncle's house, we, I went to church. With them. If, if my brothers and sisters or whoever, whichever of us stay overnight on a Saturday night, Sunday morning, we went to church with them. And I went oftentimes. And my Aunt Joanne was in, was an inspiration to me as a little kid to, to have a relationship with Christ. And I, I mean, I can't say thank you enough for that. So, and she just died here about a, almost a year and a half, not quite a year and a half. Uh, from from COVID and but what a blessing she was and I'm thankful for her I'm thankful for how she inspired my life and Pastor Moffat he's my senior pastor for I don't know 12 years and I mean he preached but he didn't just preach he was a I called him a giver he was a giver because he was given of his time he was giving of items he was giving of he just was a blessing and he did a lot for my family. If I went away, like to speak someplace or was gone for a weekend or maybe for a week at camp speaking or, or whatever, he, he would come to my house and put wood in our outdoor wood stove so my wife wouldn't have to. He would do it in the morning and he'd do it in the evening. And what a blessing for, for, you know, for us as a whole family. He, he had, he'd pick up uh, lawnmowers and appliances and he'd fix them and then he'd just give them away if somebody was in a need. Uh, we got our first and second push mower from them. Uh, just he's a blessing in that sense. We got an appliance once from them. Uh, my in-laws got an appliance from him once. Just, just real. He was a giver, and that's 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 what the church is supposed to do: is love people and help them in their need. And and I'm just grateful for people who have done that. And, and perhaps you're one of those individuals who have um, worked within the church doing a certain ministry and someone maybe has come to you and said, hey, thank you for what you've, what you've done. And I just wanna say what, whatever end of the spectrum you are, if you're on the, the end of the spectrum where somebody blessed you within the ministry of the church, 
then please go to them and thank them. But if you were one who was on the other end where, hey, I, I was ministering to the people and you have a testimony, I would love to hear testimony of each, each one. We would love to hear a testimony of you just saying, hey, here's who impacted my life within the church. And this is what they did. And list one or more, two, six, 10 things if you want to. Uh, if they've impacted your life that much, then, then share, share whatever. And it would be an inspiration for all of us. It'd be an encouragement for all of us. Uh, I do want to share something that one of the youth wrote uh, to me as uh, they went through the youth program and they graduated and now they're living in a different city. But he wrote something uh, to me. It was a message that he sent and I'm going to bring it up here as soon as I get it. It was, uh, I mean, it really touched my, touched my heart and it's been a blessing to me. Here's, uh, here's what he put. He was writing this as a, as a recommendation for, hey, would you write a recommendation for me for uh, a ministry? He's like, yeah, I will. And this is what he wrote. I've known Blair for close to half my life now, and there are many words you can call him. The first one I would use is kind. It felt like all of his time was dedicated to helping people, making them feel comfortable with themselves and the Lord. The second I would use, the second word I would use is generous. He was always giving kids who were less fortunate food or Christmas gifts with his own money, and sometimes just a safe place to hang out and play play ball. Lastly, he was the most humble man I ever met. He never made you feel like you were less because of the life you have lived or mistakes you made along the way. He always assured you that it was always the right time to turn back to the Lord and you were and you were always forgiven. I know these things because they're all they all apply to me and my two brothers who Blair treated like his own kids. Um, hey, that's what that's what the church is supposed to do. That's what the church is supposed to be. And I'm you know, you go, oh, you know, that's kind of arrogant. No, I, I'm just saying, listen, if, if we're living the way Christ has called us, we're going to do stuff for people. We're going to love people. And there's going to be testimonies from people. I, I'm just one, one little person that God has used because my heart was open to be used. And that could be all of us. So I just want to encourage you. If Maybe you're not even going to church right now. And... I want to encourage you to, to get involved in the church. Maybe maybe you were going and COVID came and you kind of quit going, started to watch it online. And then you got a little too comfortable, like, uh, hey, you're just going to stay here. And then after a while, you even quit listening to it on the on the live stream or whatever. So and I just not going. And once you get out of the habit, it's hard to get back into the habit. I just want to encourage you to get back into the, the, the word of God says in Hebrews 10, 20. I did not give up meeting together in the church as some are in the habit of doing, but encourage one another um, as, as we all need encouragement as we wait for Christ's return. And so I, I need you. I need you to be in church, to impact. If, if it's my church, to impact my life, to encourage me, to, to inspire me. Someone needs you to be in church, to be an encouragement to them, to inspire them, to, to be able to give a testimony. And uh, 
I need it for accountability. If, if people did, if people just quit coming to church, I, I wouldn't have the accountability partners that I have that can say, hey, how's your faith walk? How are you doing? How, are you in the word of God? Um, are you putting your faith into practice? Uh, are you compromising your faith? That sort of thing. So listen, uh, I want to hear some testimonies. We'd love to hear testimonies. So respond. Hey, I love you guys. Appreciate you. Boy, I just look forward to doing these podcasts and and just having the interaction and hearing people's testimony. So God bless you. Hope you have a great uh, week and look forward to touching base again. Take care.